0: Hi, friends. Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church. We share our stories to encourage and equip each other to live out our faith in Jesus. We are so glad you're here. Sometimes the bare minimum is all we have to offer, and we shouldn't feel bad about it. But when it becomes our habit, we and all the people around us miss out. In this episode, Casey Williamson, Alicia Brunson, and Misty Denman discuss being all in wherever God puts them. They talk about saying yes to both going above and beyond and healthy life balance. Curious? We think you will resonate with how these women struggle and thrive in ordering work and life.
1: Well, hi there. My name is Misty Denman, and I'm here with my friends, Casey Williamson and Alicia Brunson. We have a fun topic today. I'm actually really excited about it. It's a little bit different from things we've um, talked about recently, Um, and I think you're going to enjoy this discussion. And we will get into more about um, who Casey and Alicia are and kind of what makes them tick and Um, kind of what they do and how they fill their days as we go. So I'm not going to um, say too much about that now, but I am going to tell you today, we are going to talk about something called quiet quitting. And talk about how our lives sort of balance out between our work and our non-work commitments. Now, you may or may not be familiar with that term, quiet quitting. It really refers to doing sort of just the minimum requirement at work, not putting any more effort than you absolutely have to, maybe no overtime, no um, extra energy and enthusiasm that might be absolutely necessary. Um, And so it's really a little bit of a um, misnomer because you aren't actually quitting if you're a part of this whole quiet quitting idea. You're not leaving the position. You're um, staying there, but... um, changing the way you do things. Now, I'm a Gen Xer, and what we would have just called that is slacking. Um, <laughs> so quiet quitting, I think, came about in starting it around 2020, that term, but it's honestly not a super new idea. But we're going to talk about it today, sort of how we think of these ideas of um, only putting in minimum effort at work or um, kind of how you balance um, the energy you put into your work and non-work life. Mm-hmm and the wisdom um, that we would get from a biblical perspective from that. So I'm super interested um, to hear what y'all have to say. But before we do that, we always like to start with something fun, which is I'm going to ask each of you, um, what is just one small thing that is bringing joy to your life right now? Alicia, what's something small bringing you joy? Um, party planning a 100th birthday party. Oh! <gasps> For who?
2: My husband's grandfather. Oh wow. So he was born in 1923. And it's just been such a sweet honor to be yeah. doing that. So
1: Okay. So yeah. what's a hundredth birthday party like?
2: I've um well he's doing. very low-key. Yeah. So um, you know, he's the greatest generation. So yeah. um yeah, it's just gonna be our family and Love it. just a sweet time to celebrate. He doesn't want the party, but we are like we are doing the
1: party. <laughs> if you are a hundred, you get a party. That's right. <laughs> and you get to have the party the way you want it and low key with family sounds. Yes. Amazing. Oh my word, I can't wait to hear about that. A hundredth party. That's awesome. That's great.
3: What about you, Casey? That is super cool. Uh, for me, it would have to be embroidery. I have been looking up templates online, following Instagram accounts, and there's a bunch on Etsy that you can download. Uh, so, just downloading patterns and picking out pretty colors, I've been having a lot of fun have with it. Have you done that your
1: whole life? Or, not? obviously not your whole life. You weren't embroidering as a baby, but like, is if that something only. you've done for a long time <laughs> or a new?
3: About a year. My, my grandma started teaching me last Thanksgiving. So, I've been doing it a little over a year now and trying to convince my friends to do it with me. You guys should come over. We've had one inaugural embroidery night, um, but yes. you guys should come join and we just stitch together and Okay. Talk.
1: I do think I would love that so much because I love to watch Netflix in the evening, but I, I often long to have something to do with my hands yes. so that it doesn't feel like a waste it's of time. so if nice. If you were kind of doing one... And the other.
3: Totally. Mm. I listen to audiobooks while I stitch too, and it's perfect.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. I have a friend who's um, started to get into paint by numbers. Same thing. Listens to audiobooks or podcasts. Yeah. Does the paint by number, something to do with your hands, a little. I don't know how creative paint by numbers is, but it's something. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that's really fun. Okay, mine is way smaller than that. Um, <laughs> the small thing that's bringing me joy right now is we're recording this in the wintertime, and I love those like um, La LaCroix or Waterloo flavored mm. waters. And there have been some fun new winter flavors lately, like a cranberry and a spiced apple, Ooh. which I love so much. And I'm not going to lie, the spiced apple sort of just tastes like watered down <laughs> apple cider. But there's no calories and it's fizzy. And anyway, that's just been a fun, new, small thing for me. So those are great things. I love it so much. Okay, well, let's get into the real meat of what we're talking about. I'm um, so um, excited to hear both of your wisdom because um, I um, when I thought about this topic, I actually thought of both of you for a variety of reasons, but I know you both to be women who um, care and love – what you do um, as a career very deeply, but also I just both admire both of your um, walks with the Lord and um, the way you really lean into God's truth, and so it's going to be fun to just see how these all um, play out today. Okay, so here's my first question for you. I think we're all going to be able to agree that um, a biblical perspective of work is good, that our work is from God, that He calls us to serve Him and His people and others through our work. Um, I think we can start as a baseline there. With that in mind, what's your just initial thought on quiet quitting? Um, and while you answer that, why don't you tell us what you do as well? Alicia, will you start us out?
2: Of course. Um, I'm Alicia Brunson again, um, and I have been a realtor in Parker County for about 20 years. Um, my initial thought on quiet quitting is um, definitely kind of negative, um, just this idea of um it being just honoring to your employer and kind of the i think the verse that probably comes to everybody's mind is colossians 3:23 you know work as unto the lord and not um, to human masters but um i feel like as christians our view of the workplace um should be that we're called to serve to fulfill god's purpose and bring him glory in everything that we do um but i do think that the the idea of boundaries in the workplace is really healthy But keeping work in its proper place in your life and not letting it become an idol or your identity is definitely really wise.
1: Yeah, that's, I think that's really well said because you are hitting on both sides of the coin. Because my initial thought too was, um, yeah, this is a terrible thing to do. But then when you drill down a little deeper, you think, okay, there is wisdom in um, maybe not doing the bare minimum, but, you know, we all are. finite and we've got to kind of figure this out. I don't know. What's your initial thought, Casey?
3: I completely echo what you both said. And I think it's interesting because in life, we have paid work, we have unpaid work, those commitments outside of maybe a formal job description. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so uh, to both of your points, we want to make sure that we do all of those things as unto the Lord. I love that verse, Alicia, Mm -hmm. that you Mm -hmm. shared, and it's been such an encouraged encouragement to me as I work, just remembering who I'm doing it for. Oh, that's good. And I Mm -hmm. think that that's really helpful for all of us to kind of reflect Mm -hmm. and think about, okay, why why am I doing this? What's my motive here when I'm determining how to accomplish tasks at work and balance my other commitments with my unpaid work and family life and all of that?
1: What am I doing? Why am I doing this? What am I doing and why am I doing this? Okay, tell us what you do.
3: Oh, thank you for the reminder. I am a proposal manager at Jacobs Engineering. So I started out with them as an intern in college. So it's been about six years now. Mm -hmm. So really fortunate to be there. Yeah,
1: Great people. It's been fun. That's awesome. I've heard great things about it. That's really neat. Okay, so we're kind of already touched on that boundaries thing and that um, sort of um, work as our paid work and the work we do unpaid. And so my next thought is, hey, we all wish we were sort of super women with an infinite amount of time and energy to do all of the things. But clearly we're not. We do have a finite amount of time and energy. So I want to know how you both think through your choices and how much time and energy you pour into your work. And specifically, I'm thinking of your paid work, your kind of career right now. What do you think, Casey? Definitely.
3: Um, Something that a friend shared with me a while ago that's been so helpful is the idea of uh, asking God to order our days. Yes. And just sort of laying your schedule before the Lord, maybe all the tasks that you have to do, all the deadlines you have with work, and ask Him to order those meetings and those tasks when it's time to focus, when it's time to engage with coworkers. Because it's easy to see the whole mountain and get overwhelmed. Yes. Very easy. And I found it so helpful when I can take a step back, bring it to the Lord, and just kind of let Him lead and take it one step at a time with Him. How
1: often do you feel like you do that?
3: You know, some days are better than others. Sure. Some days I definitely get overwhelmed and spinning, so I don't think about it. But you know, it's really I'll have post-its around Uh my computer to remind me to kind of stop and reassess. So honestly, I do that every few days okay. or if it's an extremely busy yeah. day. Not all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, I love that
1: idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do too. And I, I like that the honesty of that answer because if you had said, oh, every single morning I wake up and do that, I was- <laughs> If like, only. <laughs> I, I need to do that too. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that idea of I've got these tasks before me, how about I lay them, instead of taking total control over it, I lay them before the Lord and mm-hmm. let Him um, kind of guide and lead me. Of I've, I've, I know I've got to do these things, but the amount of time and attention and where and when and how, um, I trust Him to lead me through that. Yeah, that's good. Alicia, I bet your story's a little bit different just because of sort of the the nature of what you do oh, tell us your tell us your thoughts,
2: yeah. So, um being self-employed and just kind of having this unique job structure that I'm kind of really in control and can set my own schedule yeah. and and um, I don't have somebody over my shoulder mm-hmm. um requiring things of me um is very unique. Um mm-hmm. and I feel like my job just comes in waves and seasons. Mm-hmm. and it's definitely changed over the course of my career, also, like, Really early on in my career, texting wasn't a thing. Yeah, um, this idea of being always accessible was not a thing. Um, email, I mean, was a thing, but it wasn't like you didn't have your email on your phone. So, so
1: nobody expected you nobody to answer it within minutes, yeah. like uh, yes. you do today. Yeah, um,
2: like we do today. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's people would contact you during business hours, and it was really that was an acceptable thing, um, but it's changed so much Um, now, you know, it might be 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night and I'm getting a text message or an email or a phone call and I'm needing to respond. And really kind of in my line of work, people, it it is very important that I do respond. I can't just turn it off. Um, So I have just learned to give myself freedom whenever my schedule allows it Mm -hmm. and um, just be okay with that Mm -hmm. and know like, okay, I might have to work at 10 o'clock from 10 to 11 p.m. But then maybe tomorrow I'll go to TJ Maxx at noon.
1: Right. Right. And that's <laughs> the beauty of a little bit more of a flexible yes. schedule or whatever. And it's a yeah. give and take. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah For yeah. sure. Yeah. Does that require... Um, do you feel like you're naturally self-disciplined in that? Um, or I don't know. I, I'm curious about how you... Um, I don't know, just decide that. Like, okay, I did work last night super late. I I feel like I can take a longer lunch break today. Or
2: like I said, it comes in waves and seasons. So there are times where, I mean, it doesn't really matter if I'm self-disciplined or not. I have this list and I have to get it done. And then there are days that I'm like, I really don't want to work today. And so I take calls and I I do things, but Mm -hmm. it's not like I'm sitting in front of the desk. Mm -hmm. And then there's times that I'll go in the office and I will just focus and I will get my work done in two hours, three Uh hours. uh And I'm like, oh, I feel so accomplished. Now I can go do something else, you know?
1: So, um, yeah, that really resonates with me. And I wonder if it does with you, Casey, um, that whole thought of there are sort of seasons that are going to be really intense and then, Knowing that there will also maybe be seasons where things slow down a little bit. It kind of reminds me of this, I don't know if you'd call it advice or just observation um, that somebody um, shared with me once that you're going to juggle a lot of balls at one time and you don't have to keep them all in the air at once. Like Mm -hmm. sit one down for a while and know that you're not leaving it there forever. You're going to come back and pick it up later, Mm -hmm. but you can't, it's that whole idea of like, I can't do everything at least all at one time. Like- those things are going to ebb and flow. And for me, I think that helps when I feel like there's only a mountain in front of me and I can't, there is no possible way I'm going to get to the top of that mountain and climb over it is to remember that, okay, I've got to climb a mountain this week and next week, maybe it's only a smaller hill. That has gotten me past a lot of really overwhelming stretches of life. So I love that word picture that you had there, Casey. Yeah, that's really, that's great because if you were always so intense, You'd burn out eventually, I think.
2: Oh, yes. And there yeah. are seasons. I mean, yeah. we're coming out of COVID and just this really crazy real estate market that, I mean, it's a lot. And I think sometimes whenever I'm in it, mm-hmm. I don't realize
0: mm-hmm. yes
2: how intense it is. Yeah. I'm just doing it because I'm a t- list maker and I'm yeah. a, I'm going to mark it off my list and I'm going to accomplish it. Yeah. And then I'll look back on it and go, whoa. That
1: was a lot, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I did it because the Lord was there with me. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's really interesting. Okay, so I'm curious. Um, I think we've we've really, and this is right and good. We have really talked about the um, the goodness of working really hard, doing our work is unto the Lord. But the truth is, I do think we probably all have had a place or a time in our work where we feel like we've been pressured to do more than felt right or fair or healthy for us. So I wanna know, um, what did you do in that? How did you how did you deal with that? What was your takeaway from that? Because um, it kind of goes back to that. We do have a finite amount of time and energy. And if you don't want to just do the bare minimum, how do you figure out how to handle hey, something's not right here in the way I'm kind of being asked to to do my tasks. What's your thought, Casey?
3: Yeah, I think that's something probably all of our listeners can relate to, just this idea of maybe being asked to do a little bit more than we feel fits our job description, or Mm -hmm. maybe we're coming off of a busy couple of weeks Mm -hmm. and then still being asked to put time in. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing that I found helpful lately is... Usually trying to say yes with a boundary built into it. Okay.
1: Tell us more about that because when we were talking about this beforehand, I thought this was genius and brilliant. So tell us.
3: It has been so helpful. Just the idea of, for example, if someone asks for my help over the weekend, Mm -hmm. I might say, yes, I can only help until 1 o'clock on mm-hmm. Saturday, but mm-hmm. I'm happy to help until then. Mm-hmm. Something like that where I'm still protecting time and not letting it get to a point where I get burnt out and resentful yeah. because that's not great
1: either. Yeah. Um, that's been really helpful. How did you get to that place? How did you How did you learn how to do that? That yes, and for this amount of time. I just think that's <laughs> impressive, really impressive being
2: only six years out of college. I know, exactly,
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I did crash and burn. It's <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit part of it, yeah. you know. I tried to go 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 all yep. the time, working all the weekends, yep. all the nights, and uh, it helped me realize: one, I really can't do this on the own, yeah. on my own. I need the Lord, yeah. uh, and two, it's just not sustainable. Yeah. So it was, you know, kind of out of a practical necessity, yes. realizing I literally can't work twenty four seven, and also it just I also. Like we talked about earlier, we want to work hard and glorify the Lord. In our work, and there is some discernment. Maybe, you know, maybe I can offer to help a coworker to help them one Saturday morning because I know they really need it. And I feel like I'm in a good headspace and offering that to bless my coworker. I think there's a difference between that and feeling guilted and compelled to do something and worried about the consequences if I don't.
1: There is it's that's a real heart. Issue and a heart difference of it. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I think I've definitely gotten to that burnout stage at different points in my career, too. And one of the things that's kind of helped me um, have be able to put some boundaries in place is realizing how much more effective I am in my on hours mm-hmm. when I do say, um, even just to myself, I'm going to stop at this time because I, if, if I worked, if I go into tomorrow tired or next week tired or whatever, I'm actually just not going to be nearly as effective at it as if I just stepped back and took a little time off and then we're, I was fresher to start with. I don't know. I just think you have great wisdom for um, the way you think about that. Alicia, t- tell us tell us your take on this.
2: Um, so, yes, I have definitely felt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pressure to do so. more uh, at work, then it felt right or fair to me. Yeah. Um, you know, real estate is just, it's not always a happy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, people are dealing with uh, divorce, financial uh, stress, um, death. Um, that's a really big part of my job and uh, just working so intimately with people and um, sometimes uh, people can really be emotional and stressed out and take it out on you yeah. um, and and put a lot of pressure on you to do things that maybe aren't necessarily in your control mm-hmm. um, uh, that you can't fix. Um, and I have realized that I can't always you know, fix or control the situations, but what I can do is love people where they are, mm. meet them where they are. Um, share my faith and encourage them. And I've had so many opportunities over the years to just share my faith. And, you know, sometimes I have clients that are believers and sometimes they're not. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can always tell them my perspective on it. And it's really neat when people are in those kind of stressful situations, Mm -hmm. how they respond to that. Um, I've just been so surprised how the Lord has opened up doors for conversations um, for me to have with people of like, Hey, you know, like, I know you didn't get that house, but like God is sovereign mm-hmm. and he has something really great for you. And let me tell you this story about these other people that I had that didn't get that house. And then they found this other house and they love that other house, you know, yeah. or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's just being in a listening ear uh, for people to kind of take out those emotions and feelings and, yeah. um, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know.
1: Do I'm I'm super curious. Um, when did you decide? Not when. How did you decide? It seems like it's a scary thing to share your faith in a work setting, mm-hmm. because you don't know how people are going to respond. Maybe it's only scary for me, and I work at a church, um, so <laughs> it probably shouldn't be scary for me, but it, but it is. I I always have that in the back of my mind. How is the person in front of me going to respond to that? Are they going to mm-hmm. think I'm weird? Are they going to um, be offended? That kind of thing. Tell me how you kind of started to sort of share your faith like sure. that at work. Um. I
2: just view work and life kind of all in one. You know, I I try to not compartmentalize it, and I think I mean, you know, I started this when I was in my Mm twenties, early Mm twenties, and I think at that point in time, I didn't have the confidence to Mm -hmm. do it. But Mm -hmm. as I've gotten older and wiser, I feel Mm -hmm. like I've just been really bold in it, and Mm -hmm. I feel like um, people are so receptive to it, even if they don't believe uh-huh. or you don't know where they stand. Most yeah. people will be like, "Oh, and it's like almost like um, you know, they have blinders on or something and you can kind of say, yeah. "Hey, let's take a step back. Let's look at this. Let's talk yeah. through this." And it's really amazing and I never really for a big por- portion of my career, I never really thought about like oh, what I'm doing is like a ministry, right? you know? And I think probably within the last maybe five years or so, I've been like, hey, this is really an opportunity for me to do that and,
1: you know, kind of be this light. Well, you've both hit on that because you said that too, Casey, like when I can and I have margin to come alongside a coworker who would be encouraged by my help, that is a ministry. That Mm -hmm. is in from the heart. And yours too, the like, hey, let's just step back from this disappointment for a minute and... Let me let me help you with some perspective. I see, yes, there's a bigger something going on here, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And I love that. It's really encouraging to me. I love that um, people have been receptive to that, and that it has been. A, I just think God goes before us in that. And
2: oh, and I have so many your heart really and, cool stories about how God has worked in that, mm-hmm. you know, and how I've seen it and been able to testify to. Oh my gosh Like only the Lord Could do this
1: Yeah And then I feel like Every time you have One of those In your memory bank It gives you courage Yes For the next time Oh absolutely Yes Yeah Yeah Mm -hmm. Like That's beautiful And neat And I hadn't thought About that before um, with um, kind of both of your situations. One, the responsibility that you feel to come alongside somebody at work that um, you might be the difference between them being overwhelmed or mm-hmm. um, having that little extra bit of help or p- a push or encouragement or whatever that helps them to be successful. That feels like a very selfless thing to do and a beautiful thing to do. And then yours with sometimes you're walking alongside people in a just a real low point in their life and um, trying to, your your piece of that, trying to help them get out of that or just move on or whatever, you know, a new piece of that low point. Um, and I
2: really feel like God created me mm-hmm. the way that he did for that job, for that work. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's so many things about my personality that I'm like, oh yeah, that, well, that makes sense. Like, Okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, I think that's the best, that's yeah, so to feel cool. like you were yeah. made to do what you're doing. Is there anything better than that? that's yeah, yeah that's good stuff. Um, that's neat, okay, so. My guess is, you both sound like you're in a pretty healthy place, but my guess is you haven't always known exactly how to do this sort of um, work-life balance thing right. You haven't always thought, um, I know exactly how to sort of spend my time and energy and what to give to work and what um, to you know, hold back for another part of life or whatever. Um, what's something you've had to like grow into and learn how to do well? And what's that? process been? Or did you just always know exactly how to do these things? <laughs> um, yeah. Or a- another thought might be, what have you gotten wrong and how have you learned to kind of flip that and do it um, more wisely in your in your workplace? Alicia, you shared a great story with me when we were talking about this ahead of time. Will you yeah. share that?
2: Um, so I feel like early in my career, I just kind of Took it, whatever it was, whenever it came, mm-hmm. and I really let my business dictate my schedule. Mm-hmm. And then, as I transitioned from being single to married to married with a family, I realized very quickly I was going to have to set expectations and boundaries and set them early with my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I found what I found is that people respect those and respected me more because of it. Mm -hmm. And so that was really a neat thing. I was so scared and timid to do it. But once I did it, I was
1: like, oh... This is great. Um, and an S- example of that... So let me stop you real oh, fast. So in sure. your head, as you were thinking through that, hey, this isn't working, I'm going to have to set some expectations. Did you have any fear of, what if I do this and it doesn't yes. work well? Yes. Okay. So there was Absolutely. that fear Because there. I
2: felt like, oh, if I want to be successful, I'm going to have to just always be available yes. and always do these things. Uh-huh. And, you know, um, so
1: But you did it anyway. I did it
2: anyways and I realized, oh, this is a really good thing. And people, if if they feel like, oh, I'm gonna give you, you know, I'm available this day and this day, um, but I'm not available on this day, they're like, oh, okay, well, and then they will adjust and and it's fine. Yeah. They're just I think people just need to know expectations mm-hmm. and, and communicate them clearly. Yes, yeah. and communicate yeah. them early and clearly. Yeah. Um, and an example of this. Uh, would be about a decade ago. I was really had this desire to be doing women's uh, Bible study on Wednesday mornings, um, but I was just so concerned about, uh, you know. Being away from my phone for those two or three hours on Wednesday mornings because you're in a career where people feel like you need to be available. Oh, all the time. All the time. Yes. Yeah. And so I just really struggled with it, and I'm going to say I probably struggled with it for a year or two, maybe before I decided that I was going to step out in faith and be obedient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, but when I found when I figured out that I needed to do that, and I carved out that time. And I just made Wednesday mornings a standing appointment for me. I am at Women in the Word, and um, I cannot tell you how blessed I've been because mm-hmm. of that. Like my my faith has grown exponentially, my knowledge of the Word, and um, my walk with the Lord. And I'm really better better able to serve my clients because of it. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's just Dang. been a really great thing for me. And I'm just so thankful. So if you're out there and you're thinking oh i'd love to do that but i just don't know like the kind of like what you were saying earlier about the lord ordering your day like it just he he does i mean he gives you that time and um for me i can look back on my life and say okay that w- when i decided that i was going to commit that time to the lord the fruit from that far outweighs mm. Anything. The loss of... Yes.
1: Which there, there hasn't a been a loss. that called me. Yeah. So there, there hasn't, hasn't been, a loss. Even been a
2: loss. I mean, wow. I'll call them back. Yes. It's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: And it's really only two hours in the whole scheme of things. Right. Yeah.
2: And yeah. and I mean, I just feel like my my own personal growth and my faith, it, it allows me to do my job so much better. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting thought in that whole, so if the idea of um, quiet quitting is I am only going to put in this minimal effort um, while I'm there, to me that what you're saying is kind of the antidote to that is I'm going to be all in while I'm at work, and then I'm also going to prioritize some other um, things in my life that I feel like the Lord's called me to, and I'm going to be all in there, and I'm going to trust God to work through those things, Mm
0: -hmm. and He has. Uh,
2: in ways that I couldn't even ask or imagine, oh, mm-hmm.
1: that's so, so good. That's so good. Casey, talk to us about your figuring out the whole work definitely, still balance e- thing,
3: definitely still trying to figure it out, uh-huh. of course. Yeah. um, and I already alluded to it a little bit earlier, but especially early in my career, I was so concerned about, my coworkers and managers, everyone's view of me and wanted to be seen as the hardest worker and putting in all the time and and that extra hours. But a lot of my motive was off. It was wanting to excel, climb the corporate ladder Mm -hmm. just for the sake of doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the Lord's been really gracious to Give me a right perspective of work, again, as a gift he's given us to steward our times and talents, to serve him, to serve the people around us. Um, And with that view in mind, it's just helped me look at work from a different perspective and realize that, yes, while my work is important, I can put in the time and energy it takes to get something done, fulfill you know, all of my Uh, tasks and then some, Mm -hmm. if I'm able to. Mm -hmm. Um, And then beyond that, uh, I want to keep the rest of my time open to do the other things He's called me Mm -hmm. to do, because while work is important, He's also given us a lot of other tasks Mm -hmm. and callings outside, like our family and our friends Mm -hmm. and serving in our church and in our community. Mm -hmm. So when I go all in on work, it sometimes is to the detriment of the other good things He's called me to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And I really appreciate your honesty in um, saying that, you know, in those early years um, that you really wanted to go all in mm-hmm. to be seen as successful and to um, get the promotion or whatever, because honestly, there's not anybody that hasn't had that that thought, totally. I think. Yeah. And I think that's I don't know if it's more of a temptation early in a career or not, but that's something we all struggle with. I think as believers, and having to figure out, do I want to succeed because it's honoring and pleasing to the uh-huh. Lord and to um, this company or whatever it is that He's called me to? Or is it really about my own pride and my own the way I want to be seen? And and Ouch. I just, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that we're talking about that because that's, that's in all of us. Oh, yeah. It's in all of us, whether you want to say it or not. And I just, think it's sometimes hard even to be able to honestly assess our own hearts. Like, what am I, what am I doing this for? So I think that's something that has um, kind of come out of this conversation. And as we've been preparing this for me, is to check my own heart and my mm-hmm. own motives for why I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. Because I will admit that like in the back of my head, I've realized there are times that I am 100% doing something um, not to honor or please the Lord, but to look good in the eyes of right. other people. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And the outcome may be the same. I think the way the Lord sees it is not the same. So yeah, ouch is right. (laughs) But that's, yeah, great stuff, y'all. Okay, so kind of um, similar idea, but I'm just curious if you'll share with us, like, what fear or guilt or anxiety or negative thoughts come up when you have chosen to work less or to put boundaries around um, your time at work um, when someone else thought that was not the best choice for you. How do you think about that? How do you work through it if maybe you've disappointed someone else with um, the boundaries you've put around your work when when um, you know that you're honoring God and doing it the way you've been called to? They're not necessarily um, on board with that. What do you think, Casey?
3: Right. I'm definitely a textbook people pleaser, Mm -hmm. so I'm often very concerned about what others will think of me. Will they think less of me, or will they even be angry with me if I? Thanks for admitting that.
1: Because yeah, again, lots of us are there.
3: Yes, yeah, yes. And so, um, just wanting to make sure that um, I'm understanding my motives, Mm. and am I operating out of fear of man? or from a healthy understanding of my work and what the Lord's calling me Mm -hmm. to, uh, I think it's easy to get caught up for me in, oh, if I don't work late, or if I don't work on this project over the weekend, will I get passed up for a promotion by someone else who does, things like that. And I think something that's also helpful to remember too is if God wants me in that position, He he will make the promotion happen.
1: Casey, that's good. Mm -hmm.
3: And so that's been helpful. I don't always remember that. Right, right. But But to ever remember it is really good. (laughs) So that's a helpful thing too.
1: Yeah, if if the Lord wants me down this path, He is going to make the way for that path to happen. It's not out of my own efforts. It's trusting in Him. Am I saying that right? A thousand percent. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so, so good. And again, there's that... Such that temptation to have that idea in my mind: if I don't do this, then somebody else will, and I will not look good in the eyes of man. Right? right? Not necessarily in the eyes of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Whoa! I don't think I realized as I started thinking about this whole topic and this whole idea how much of it really would boil down to: am I trying to please Mm -hmm. man, or am I trying to please God? And that pleasing man would even include: am I trying to please myself? Totally. Or please the Lord? Totally. Oh. Oh my goodness! Wow. Wow. Alicia, what's your thought there?
2: So um, like Casey, I would say I'm a textbook people pleaser as well. (laughs) And so, I mean, I definitely have experienced all those emotions and feelings, and I'm known for taking things personally. I don't really know how to... um, do things halfway. Yeah. I'm all in. Um, but I think as I mature, I realize that sometimes those expectations are unrealistic. And I just need to do the best that I can do mm-hmm. and be responsible for what I can be responsible for. Mm-hmm. And just rest and have peace that in that, that the Lord, like you said, if if it if I'm supposed to have a promotion, God will make that happen. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know? And, and so I just think just resting in that and it's been a process for me to get there too. And, and I think early I was just like, I'm going to do, 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 do. and Prove now, myself yes. rather than... And now yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe those expectations are unrealistic and I'm going to do the best that I can within my ability, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to stress out mm-hmm. and worry about doing more than I really can.
1: Mm-hmm. And why... Okay, and this—I hope I'm not throwing you for a loop here—but <laughs> wh- how did you get there? Why? What's your thought process behind that?
2: Um, I would say I got there because there's so many things in my job that are really out of my control, mm. and I just had to get there. I mean, I remember early, early in my career, I had crying over transactions mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um, also my parents are both realtors, and so I remember calling my mom and just being like, Oh, I can't do this. I don't know what to do. And, um, I talked a little bit earlier about compartmentalizing, Mm -hmm. but that is one thing that I've learned that I have to do. Um, in that sense Mm -hmm. of compartmentalizing, like removing myself from my own personal emotions and feelings and like being like, okay, what's before me, what can I do? What is it? And, you know, sometimes there's just Things that happen that are completely out of our control. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's going to buy a house, and the day before they back out. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. So it is what it is. We have to take what the information we have and say, okay, now what can we do next? Mm-hmm. What's the next right thing? Mm-hmm. You know,
1: what's the next right thing? That's mm-hmm. good too. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. Oof. Great wisdom and advice here. Um, okay, so. I think that there's no way that if you are living life like this at your workplace, that other people aren't going to see and notice. So I'm curious if you've ever noticed that the way you choose to approach your work as a believer, doing it as unto the Lord, have you ever seen it influence a coworker? Has, uh, yeah, just tell me about that, how that the choices you make... Um, at your work, influence the people that you work with. What do you think, Casey?
3: I sure hope so. I know. I'm (laughs) sure it does. I've never been with you at work, but I can't imagine that it doesn't. Yeah, I need to bring you all to work with me one day. We should all swap. Um, But no, I mean, I know how much that I've had the privilege of working with other believers Mm -hmm. and how much they've impacted Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. One thing that I hear a lot is um, a lot of my coworkers comment on, oh, you're so positive or you have such a great attitude. And uh, sometimes that's an opportunity for me to... Share my heart behind work. And sometimes, you know, I may not vocalize it, but I'll just pray that the Lord uh, takes that and uses that yeah. to further reveal Himself to yes. them. Um, and for me, relationship building is huge at work because uh, once I establish that friendship and rapport with someone, mm-hmm. it's much easier for me to then share my faith and sure. the gospel. Uh, so I think all of those things work together. Um, but yeah, the the example I hear recurring is um, the thing about the positive. Attitude,
1: so people notice a difference. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you wouldn't have that. Well, maybe you would. Maybe you would be delightful even without It'd the be Lord. Interesting. But I can't help but think that um, your relationship with the Lord and your, you know, the the joy of the Lord you have, the Holy Spirit in you, is what they're seeing as that difference. Yeah, yeah. I hope yeah. so. Oh, that's beautiful and lovely. I love it. Alicia, you yes. had a fun story. I want you to share it with us.
2: So um, I had an assistant for several years. And um, when she went on to her next chapter, um, she wrote me the kindest note, just thanking me about uh, for all that I've taught her and uh, the patience that I had with her, kind of explaining th- the business and showing her the ropes and everything. And um, the end of her note, uh, she ended with, I've learned so much about real estate and faith, and she had underlined and faith, and I was just so encouraged and honored by that. And just, it really kind of hit me like, oh, like that was actually maybe the most important thing right. was my faith. Right. Um, and I really think that that's what it's all about, yeah. just living out our faith and bringing God glory in every aspect of our life and mm-hmm. our our work lives, our personal lives, our home lives, and um, I mean, that's the point, right?
1: Yeah. Right. Because somebody else, the truth is somebody else could have taught her probably the same things about mm-hmm. the real estate side of things. You were the one that God chose to share your faith with mm-hmm. her. Right. And, and yeah, that is going to be the thing that yeah. lasts. And just and that so, what she underlined beautiful... it, I
2: don't know. I was like,
1: yeah. oh my
2: gosh, yeah. I keep it in my Bible. It's been like three or four years she's been gone, but I have it in my Bible.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just, I love that. And I I love that she's willing to share that with you, because then I feel like that's an ongoing encouragement to, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, the next time somebody comes along that I need to take under my wing or help out or whatever. It's not just about here's how to do this transaction or how to do this contract or whatever. It's it's the not compartmentalizing it mm-hmm. it's bringing it all together it's the and
2: really the, just living yeah. your life yes yeah. because you love the Lord yeah you know yeah
1: and not having to leave that at home but bringing it into your workplace and um, letting God do with it what he will and trusting him with the results of that and oh my gosh super exciting it's it's, it's exciting I, I love working um, in a church but I think I think there's great beauty and joy and opportunity in working in um, an industry outside of the church because it just opens up doors for you to be able to um, um, honor and bless um, other people and the Lord in a way that doesn't necessarily happen, you know— as an employee of of church or working in a ministry or whatever. So I just think that that's lovely and beautiful and great. Oh my gosh, I shared great wisdom. <laughs> What's that? I said being the being light. Being the light. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Being the light. You guys definitely have done that. Um, super excited about this. It's given me a lot to think about in... Um, not just being on autopilot about um, uh, how I choose to spend my time and energy, maybe you as well um, at work, and not um, thinking about it only from a very uh, just practical perspective, but bringing the Lord into every bit of my decision-making about what the way I spend my time and energy um, both inside of work and outside of work. And, um Y'all have, yeah, um, really given me a lot to think about. And I'm super excited about it. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. Thanks for sharing your experience. Thanks for sharing your, um, the hard places too, because there is, you know, there's, I, I hear touches of, um, hard places in both of your stories. And yeah, there's just, that's part of life too and part of our work. So appreciate you both very much. Let me pray for us. Lord, you are good and you are great, and I do thank you for giving us work. I thank you for the wisdom of these women who are um, walking that path and figuring out how to um, be disciples um, in their workplace, how to walk alongside others um, as they figure out their work, how to honor you in their work, um, and then also how to protect their time Um, and energy for the other things you've called them to as well. God, it's not easy, um, but you um, make all things possible um, as we follow you. And I'm grateful for that, Lord. And um, just thank you for our conversation today and um, the way that you provide your wisdom so that we can um, do what we're called to do. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.